Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Anchored Family Ministry Podcast here at Harps Crossing Baptist Church in Fayetteville, Georgia. So good to have you here with us today. I am Paul Allen. I am one dedicated staff member with another fairly dedicated staff member. He actually does work here some at the church. My son, Jaden, who we've had on here a couple times, who's now coming up on 21 in a few weeks and entering his senior year of college at Kennesaw State University coming up uh, this fall. And he is, let's see, helping out with youth ministry here some and doing marketing social media some for the church, which is kind of cool and and helping us move into the uh, whatever century we're in, 21st. I guess so. Yeah, Yeah. like that. He's here with us. And I figured it's just he and I today. He's in town. We had a minute. And let's see, Daniel has been on a trip. He's actually back, but he's been on a trip. It's just that summer schedule, you know, summer schedule where it's crazy. And I figured let's just do one with me and Jaden asking each other some questions, hopefully uh, encouraging some parents and dads and sons when it comes to discipleship at home, because that's our goal is to help you build disciples at home. So Jaden, how's your week going? I guess I kind of know, but. Yeah, it's good. A little, little busy. We're, uh, Doing a lot of planning for the youth, so a little uh, less social media stuff that I uh, wanted to get done, but it's been good for the most part. One of your favorite holidays, if not your favorite, is July 4th. We just celebrated that, and you go all out with apparel and the decorations at home almost more than Christmas, it seems like. I like July 4th a lot. It's, uh, It's a good one. Yeah, it was fun. We had family fun stuff like we normally do, got together with some family friends, but then you also had your uh, girlfriend down and that was nice. Mm-hmm. And she got to see how excited you get about July 4th. <laughs> yeah. That was cool. Hopefully it wasn't that weird. No, I don't think it was. Maybe. Nah. So uh, yeah, that's where we're at. Dead middle of the summer. It's hot. It's humid here. And uh, welcome to Georgia. We're going to chat with each other, ask some questions just kind of pick each other's brain for a minute and hope that maybe some of this will be, like I said, encouraging to you. So I asked Jaden to come up with some questions. So we'll see what his first one is for me as his dad. Well, what I came to the conclusion of is it's a lot of stuff that I'm wondering too. Right. You know, it's not just like stuff that I thought would be good to ask you, but it's stuff that I think me and you other guys my age are probably wondering. Okay. The answers to as well, but... The big thing I wonder a lot is like, have you ever felt unqualified or kind of worried just to be like a father, like a dad, like a father figure? Because obviously like that's a huge role and I've seen in my own life stuff that I can't do or even come close to yet that you already have down packed. Okay. Yeah. That's a good question. I thought you were going to ask about like work and stuff at first. And I was going to say, yes. A lot of times, I think as men, we don't know if we have the skill set to take on a certain responsibility that we're hoping to take on. And so a lot of times, I think in the work world, yeah, I would say a lot of times I feel inadequate or not up to the task, but you know, you step in anyway and you do it. But when it comes to being a dad, honestly, I mean, I remember being nervous about it and not feeling like I knew what to do, but it just came quickly and remained at a constant kind of fever pace where either you jump in with both feet and learn or you quickly fall behind. And so I don't remember having much time to be concerned as to whether or not I was going to do a a good job of it. You know, that's my more my personality anyways. I probably didn't 
think too hard about the future as far as what that would be like. I was just excited yeah. to get married and kind of whenever my wife said, hey, it's time to start a family. I'm like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. And just enjoyed it. But it kind of comes natural. I guess I can encourage you with that. It does kind of come natural. I mean, there's moms that have that maternal instinct or whatever, where they're like, just seem naturals. Yeah. But as a dad, you figure it out along with your spouse. You're figuring it out. and there were parts where I kind of felt like when, especially when it came to like discipline or when to be more severe, when to give more grace, that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause like I, I'll see all these posts now of like former uh, friends in the youth group who are like 20, 26, 27, maybe even 25 and they're already married and having kids and I'm turning 21 this month. And it's just kind of weird to already imagine like that is coming up soon. Yeah. It's just probably more a case of, potentially overthinking yeah. things, you know, it's good to look around though. I mean, you're looking around, you're noticing, you're watching, but uh, I would say, you know, who you marry is real important because you become a team and working together as a team mm -hmm. makes it a whole lot easier because yeah, right, right. I mean, you see that at home now. I mean, there's certain things mom does, mom's going to do just because she does it awesome and she thinks that way and I try to do it and I just fail. We help each other out a lot. So yeah, I'd say who you, decide to partner up with in life is a real important thing that trusting God is leading in right. that. And right. we've been praying as parents, obviously for your future spouses for a long time. Me and mom have, that's mm. a big part of it. Yeah. Uh, let's see a question for you. And I, maybe this kind of falls in along the same lines, but what's the problem you're trying to find an answer to? Well, I wouldn't necessarily say a problem, but just currently, I am looking at people's like schedules that they have here, yours or other pastors or other people on staff who have a really good schedule, it looks like. And, you know, they get up at like 4 a.m., you know, and like read for like an hour, you know, and you're all of all these really cool people who are doing that. And that's something that I eventually uh, want to do, but I'm trying to figure out how to do it. That's a great one. I remember, of course, newly married or young dad really struggling to find time for myself to be in the Word, to have a devotional life, and then eventually it becoming more necessary, more needed, and same feelings, though I was 10, 15 years behind you probably of saying, I got to figure out how to get up earlier. So growing up, you know, maybe we can encourage some parents with that, how it was for you growing up. It was, you know... Struggles like most kids have getting out of bed. Mm -hmm. He's Jaden's a normal, you know, he was a teenager not too long ago and a normal teenage guy who slept in sometimes, overslept, and we just had to let you be late for school sometimes. And you learn, though, how to get yourself up. It took a while, but you remember, we used to wake you up and then we stopped doing that. Then you navigated to college where you're learning how to get up on your own now. And now you're saying you want to figure out how to get up earlier. Right. All right. I agree. I think the letting me learn on my own did a lot of good. And and there's a little pain involved in that. And mm -hmm. we would try to guard you from too much of that pain, you know, if we had to wake you up yeah. and say, Hey, you gotta get. But uh yeah, that was that I was, was only a, I was only late a few times. That was a big deal in our house though, for whatever reason. We we're like, Oh, always maybe because you were the first. Yeah. Well, you're probably just used to it, but obviously we had to experiment. I know like it's typical for like the older sibling. Like I see all these posts online where it's like the younger sibling is always raised the best compared to like the other 
too. But I mean, I, I seem pretty consistent, I think, in our family. Because yeah. I see some of the same rules that I did not like as a kid. Macy has to follow them. But I also see some stuff that Macy does where I'm like, man, I would have got in trouble if I said that whenever I, you know. Yeah. And I'm sure, that, you know, it's just like, I'm sure I'll be the same way whenever with my youngest kid and stuff. And But for the most part, I I think it's pretty normal. Yeah. Yeah, and every, I, I think that's because of you and mom at the same time. But every kid's different. Yeah, it's not that you change the rules, but they definitely some kids. It's like that rule doesn't mm-hmm. really even apply to them. Yeah, and it's different generationally too. Because I remember I got my first phone number in sixth grade, and I kind of like no one really had phones. Mm-hmm. That I mean, these iPhones they had like flip phones, you know, or slide phones. But like I needed it. And then Macy kind of got hers in a generation that she was in. She kind of needed it younger than her, younger than sixth grade because like it, it just kind of seemed more and more kids were, you know, texting their parents and being okay with it. And I feel like this kind of got younger and younger and it became a little more normalized. But we didn't give her service until sixth grade. Though. Right. She didn't have a phone number. So that was the same as you. Right. I think she could like text and like an email or something, but she, I mean, like she has yeah, some way home, of communication. Wi-Fi, yeah, yeah. She did have home Wi-Fi yeah. access, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Okay. I got what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. You got any more questions for me? Cause I'm sure you did this at least one time, but whenever you messed up or felt like you failed with parenting, how did you cope or deal with that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think a quick accounting is important. With the kids, especially. I mean, I felt like if I really screwed up with y'all, I usually told y'all or apologized to you guys or came and let you know that I screwed up or, you know, I shouldn't have done that. But usually it was more between me and mom. And so I would work it out with her. You know, that's one Mm -hmm. thing I found for us for sure was kind of a differing approach of how severe to be. And, you know, one of us kind of being a good cop, bad cop. But if one person's always doing that, the other, you know, your, your spouse feels, like yeah. we're disagreeing with each other over the stuff. And I realized that was a big failure for me was to take y'all's side or defend y'all. And that would make mom feel like, <laughs> you know, I'm not supporting her. Yeah. And as a team, started realizing more. And this was during the teen years when there was more friction for sure with y'all. Not friction, but just a lot of stuff we were trying to figure out and homework to get done and chores to get done and attitudes kind of flying over, you know, mm-hmm. all over the place. Right. So just to keep peace, sometimes I would just say, no, 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 and and realize I was doing more harm than good. I needed to support her and her and I needed to communicate more on the standard we expected. And we did. We got through that. And so dealing with it quickly and not letting things fester was my approach because it can fester quick. Hear other stories about my friends at school or something who like, whenever they're in trouble, they just get, you know, like a... like a whoop and then they, like, they go my yeah. room, you know? And I was like how you kind of came back and made sure like everything was okay, but like this is still happening. This discipline is still happening because of what you did. You know, I, I deserved all of it. Right. But it was like loving. That was a difference. Uh, yeah. For the most part, we tried to show love and grace mm-hmm. and also model truth and justice as best as we can. Right. From scripture. It's, it's crazy. Again, without mom, she was way more aware Mm -hmm. of what was going on again for i think a lot of dads they just kind of want peace in the home which is is good but at what cost you know i mean you've got to have 
follow through and discipline and think through thoroughly. So again, I've gotten better at that, but it's just not a natural thing. I'm more like, I want to have fun at home. I want to, you know, yeah. enjoy and relax, cut up and can't do that all the time, obviously. So yeah. And I feel like we're at a good point in our family, you know, like I'm, or me and Rachel aren't really super moody anymore. We're, we're more maturing and I kind of hang out with Macy now. But you know yeah. that we still need that discipline from from you and mom, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, it became, you know, in your teen years for sure, it became more to me uh, mentoring and advising uh-huh. and teaching. And there are probably times you didn't want to listen to certain things, but we would go sit down and talk about it. But then it got more fun, I guess, of being able to go. And we still do that. Go to a movie or go for a drive. And we talk during those experiences where we're doing stuff together um, and not, you know, it's not like a lesson, sit down, let's have this talk sort of thing. It's just more natural as a adult to young adult. Yeah. And the older I got, the more I wanted to listen and mm-hmm. ask for advice. Yeah. What were, I guess, let me ask this. What were, uh, you know, as far as father, son, what were some things that you and I did together that kind of meant a lot to you as a kid, young kid, maybe um, anything that was like bonding, I guess, to help other dads out there? Uh, well, yeah, first thing that comes to mind is just being there for stuff. You know, I think that's something that you are always uh, really good at. I think whenever, I mean, how many sports did I play whenever I was a kid? Yeah. Well, I, I like T-ball, you know, like all-star soccer and, and, and stuff. And like, I remember you were always at those games, always at anything I did at school. Um, even if it wasn't sports, like, like an art show or something, like you were there and yeah. stuff. And I think, I think you, you mom are both there. And like that, that just shows a lot to a kid, especially. Um, and, you know, it, you can tell a lot whenever the parents aren't there for the kid, you know, how it affects them. And but luckily, I never had to go through that. So good job with that. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, so being there, that's huge. If you think about it, and it's tough, I understand some jobs make that a struggle, but uh, it's worth whatever adjusting or fighting <laughs> you have to do in other parts of your life for that kind of time or, or freedom to uh, spend some time with your kids. That was a high focus for us was look at our calendar and say, okay, mm-hmm. when's this or that and communicate. I wasn't surprised very often that, oh, there's a art show coming up I need to go to, or there's a chorus concert that we're going to go to. And I look forward to those, even though I'm tired and worn out from work or whatever. It was fun family time just to go do that. I remember the times we started watching like the star Wars movies together. And you know, that was something we could kind of bond on good storylines, fun stuff. But it also, I think maybe spurred on your interest in maybe even marketing to a certain point Mm -hmm. of just being very aware of, how things sound, the music behind something, the artwork, the look of something. And I know you're real into that now, the different Marvel stories and, and movies and TV series that have certain themes to their look. And so that was fun to do that with you and then see that start to kind of grow into something bigger, maybe. Yeah, I think movies are our thing. Right. You know, like that's me and you. And I think it's really healthy for a father and son to have something outside of everything that it can just be like them too. Like whether it's like hunting or, you know, like building something or working on a car. Yeah. You know, I I really enjoy always seeing movies and like a movie, I being at college and there'd be a new Marvel movie coming out. Like, no, I'm going to go see it. My dad, I can't, can't go see it. Y'all. And 
And it's something that I've wanted to do because that's just what we have. And I, yeah, there's definitely been a lot of good talks to come from those. And yeah, it maybe has spurred a little bit into what I wanted to do uh, for my career. Got anything else for me? What would be the uh, greatest thing or lesson you learned from being a father? I mean, I'm still learning for sure, I feel like. And I wouldn't say there's one greatest thing for me, but there's kind of a constant reminder or lesson about our father. You know, my desire to be a good dad is flawed. You know, I try, but I've got other struggles. And it just reminds me of how good my heavenly father is. So there's that kind of element of being a dad where you realize, wow, you know, our heavenly father, he cares for me the same way I care for my kids, but perfectly. He knows what's best. And then there's, I want the best for you and Rachel and Macy. I want y'all to experience God's best and I'm flawed. So how much more does the father want us each of his children to experience the best and how patient is he to let that happen? See, and I know, you know, there's, things that you've got to go through that are hard. And that's the only way you're going to learn it is by going through that. And so for me to interrupt that and say, no, no, I just want to protect you from that would not be what's best. And so I love mm-hmm. that side of, of fathering because it shows me a little bit of God's sovereignty and wisdom that he knows how to grow me the best, even if that means it's going to take me a long time to get somewhere that I thought I should get to sooner or whatever. And so as much as it pains me sometimes to see y'all struggle, it, it teaches me about God. And then the flip side, of course, of that is having a son and thinking about God giving his only son, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whether it's a son or daughter as a parent, obviously it's the same that we just can't imagine yeah. that kind of love being a dad. Those are what kind of stand out to me as big lessons. Yeah. I definitely can't imagine the only son part. <laughs> Not yet. One of my favorite things too about being a dad is just getting to kind of help with the tone of the house. You know, mm-hmm. I really enjoy that. Is that uh, if I keep myself spiritually uh, alert and alive and awake and walking in the spirit of God, I get to bring that to the home each day, whether it's early in the morning, which sometimes gets on Mandy's, my wife's nerves that <laughs> she's not a morning person, but I'm like, yeah. oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to be a house that, that loves the Lord and enjoys. Um, his blessings and getting to experience that morning, noon, and night is awesome. It's like kind of having like a miniature church at your house, you know. <laughs> right. We're watching the the chosen now, you know. And we're talking about the different characters and the Bible verses. And last night we were getting deep into yeah, we're talking you know, about God's heart of redemption and mm-hmm. talking about spiritual warfare until spiritual like warfare midnight. <laughs> that part of being a dad mm-hmm. is just an honor. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't imagine anything more more fun myself it makes it hard to live up to i guess that's why i have those questions oh gosh no you'll be a natural you really would probably think that's another cool thing is you know in my mind the next generation if we're investing in building disciples at home why can't the next generation even go beyond us and so yeah. i'm already seeing you do that and rachel and macy already. i'm like wow y'all are figuring stuff out that i do i didn't know mm-hmm. and uh getting to watch that and be a part of that is super cool. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> all right well this has been fun hopefully you've learned a little bit two guys that spend a lot of time with each other anyway so maybe we uh, uh know all the answers to these but it's still fun to chat appreciate you Jaden, for being here and yeah, thanks for having me yeah uh we'll uh 
Like I said, wrap this up and encourage you to reach out to us with questions, comments, ideas, topics that you might have. Uh, you can always reach us at 678-653-2360. You can text or call that number or email at anchored at harpscrossing.com. And we will look forward to being with you next time. Until next time, stay anchored. Steep Podcast Productions.